Welcome to Grace 360, a vibrant discussion on issues of diversity that we hope is engaging, biblical, and slightly entertaining. The goal of these podcasts is to create a healthy, honest, and helpful discussion for Christian educators, parents, and students from a biblical perspective on current cultural issues relating to diversity. Diversity, for our purposes, is related to the acrostic grace, gender, race, age, ability, culture, and economic status. While we don't have all the answers, we hope our discussion is thought-provoking and helpful. Welcome to Grace 360. Well, hello, everyone. So excited to have you again for the Grace 360 podcast. Jenny Brady and with me once again is Joel Hazard, good friend of mine. But we've also added in another good friend of both of ours, Mr. David Robinson. So, David, you want to introduce yourself to everybody? Uh, Yes, uh, I'm David Robinson. I currently serve as a director of equity and inclusion at a Christian school. Um, And then I also get the privilege of working alongside you and Joel. Uh, in this work as well. And so thank you for having me. I'm excited for the conversation we're going to have this evening. Yeah. So um, I think we've known each other now for about five years. And I think the diversity of our personalities, our experiences, I mean, I think it's just so much fun <laughs> as we sit back and, and talk to each other. Um, when I, I know when I first met y'all, I'm a little what on that. What would y'all say? The high strung side? <laughs> a little that- bit. <laughs> <laughs> And y'all are a little bit on the, hey, Jenny, calm down side. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess I guess you can say that. Joel's a little bit in between. I'm probably on the, hey, Jenny, calm down side. <laughs> That's the beauty of diversity, right? We're all together for the unity of the body of Christ. So um, anyways, okay, so we thought we'd do a podcast today on terminology. Um, the world seems to be ablaze on terminology right now, and um, we seem to be defining, redefining, assigning definitions to terms as people use them. So um, I guess, I'll, David, I'm just going to start with you. you. Your title in itself has words that kind of are almost inflammatory right now by some people. So you want to give us some background on that? <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, the, the interest, interesting thing, excuse me, is when I when I first started this position, my title was director of diversity. And then after about a year or so, um, you know, we started looking at changing that because diversity really just speaks to creating proximity and bringing people from different walks of life into the same space. And so that was not the the fullness, if you will, of the mission that we were trying to accomplish. And so we wanted to not only bring those people together, but create an environment and an atmosphere and a culture in which those people felt um, included, celebrated, valued, and, and just a part of uh, what was going on there. And so, so that was what, I guess, prompted the shift to equity and inclusion. Um, but you're absolutely right. Uh, over, over the last maybe year or so, those terms have, I guess, taken on a, a life of their own, if you will, and yeah. have been uh, people have accused those terms of being divisive. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, I, you know, we've been using those terms us in the work for years and years. I've been using those terms for 
forever. And all of a sudden they mean something different than I've ever known it to mean. And it's just, it's causing a lot of questions and everything else. But um, like you said, diversity for me just means God created differences. There's, Mm -hmm. there's nothing more. And I don't think that's our goal, you know, with the director of diversity. I remember at one point in time when I was at a different school, that was my title. And I kept asking to have a different title. Um, But there was a big pushback because I said, we don't want inclusion. We don't want equity. We don't want, so there was a big old debate. So now I'm a senior director of community engagement. Joel, what are you? Yeah, mine is, deals with culture. So head of academic collaboration and culture. Okay. Um, but, you know, I, I did hold the title director of diversity at one point. Yeah. And yeah. So, okay. So then can we go to that equity question? What does equity mean? What have we always known equity to mean? Um, I guess that's my question. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, for, for us since the beginning, it's it's talking about providing those equal opportunities because our environments are looking to be more equitable, right? You look um, on academic tracks, you got AP, you got on level, right? You have all of that. We can even see it within, within our sports world of varsity, JV. You try to open up more programs for lower school. So we believe in that. And, and you guys know as well as anyone else. When the world starts to creep in and starts to define terms, then we have to be, I guess, more vigilant to make sure we're hitting on what we've always meant. Equal opportunity, not equal outcome. We've never been for that. And so it's, it's just crazy just to see how hypersensitive people have been to this word equity. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and you, know, you know, when I think about equity, you know, the kind of piggyback off of what you're saying, it's always been about, you know, let's take it for a school setting. All of the families or all the students having what they need in order to be successful and thrive in your school environment. That's really what's at the heart of it. And, and I agree. It, it really, honestly, it wasn't until this past, I would say maybe eight or nine months that that word has become an issue. Um, you know, as far as that whole, you kind of touched on it. Uh, people equating equity with equal outcomes. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I think for me, you know, I've always, I've always said that Jesus was more equitable. Of course, we're all equal at the foot of the cross. We're all equal in our value, but he meets each of us where we are. And so that's the goal of our schools is meeting each of our kids where they are. It isn't about outcomes, but it is about knowing who they are and meeting them where they are. So, um, okay. So inclusion, everybody flips out about inclusion now too. I don't, I, I don't mean to say that flippantly. <laughs> I just mean to say that it, it hasn't been such an issue in the past. And so I understand if, you know, there is some credibility to the understanding of if you do think it means this, then I understand the concern you have, but that's never how we've meant it. Okay. So inclusion, David, you hit on it with your title, but anything else you want to add? Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, like, again, it's, it's all about, you know, families feeling that sense of belonging in your school community. Uh, and not only the belonging, but the, there's a level of involvement, there's a level of empowerment, um, and all those things should go together with the unity that comes from the body of Christ and the unity that hopefully is taking place in our school communities. 
Yeah. So inclusion, um, those of us in the diversity world always know that it doesn't mean just being asked to the dance, but being asked to dance. Right. So it's a common thing that we've always talked about. So, um, so, okay. So we have diversity, equity, inclusion, another big term that seems to be on fire right now is social justice. And, um, we've used social justice in the past, and then we flipped to biblical justice. Anyone want to have a say in that topic? Yeah, and I and I think the biblical justice at the heart of that is recognizing sin, which is anything against what God has set forth for us, right? And so it's, you know, it's something I've used social justice in the past for sure, but always prefaced it with, hey, through a biblical lens, what does social justice mean, right? And now the landscape obviously has now changed to biblical justice, of which I'm for. We're meant to bring about God's justice forward, right? Which is anything that remains true according to his will. Um, and it's, it's one of those things, if we're going to address justice, we have to be able to in- address what is injustice, mm-hmm. yeah. which is that sin piece. So you can't say biblical justice without recognizing sin. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's interesting when we were using it in the past, social justice, it was simply because social means interacting between two people. And and we always assumed everybody would know that we meant biblical justice. But it's interesting that we've had to take that terminology and really emphasize it. And I don't blame it because, you know, the secular world is making a mess of this stuff. Um, So but um, yeah, so we have changed that. Um, Okay, so another terminology um, that we've been wrestling with, anybody come up with anything else that you feel like is on fire in your community? Mm. Yeah, I don't, well, you know, as as I'm listening to you all, especially when you were just talking about the social justice versus biblical justice, and and I completely agree, it's it's important to um, be clear and define terms and, and, and say what you mean, but it's also just, interesting to me um the timing of all this you know I, i'd be curious to hear when when you you know anecdotally when did you start getting pushback on the on that specific term or or any of these terms for that matter yeah i mean I, david i think that's a great question and for me my experience ever since crt hit it it sparked a lot of conversations and I just remember sitting back saying, okay, what is the CRT and not really paying too much mind until things really started to heat up. And then you really had to be able to clearly define what you were meaning in diversity, equity, inclusion. So around that time, that's, that's when I experienced all of that. Which has been what, like about a year and a half, maybe. I mean, I can't, I can't put my finger, you know, like finger point it, but um, I remember when we were planning the symposium for the summer, right? We were about, it's about a year, we were about a year past that right now. And I remember we were going to tackle CRT, but it wasn't yet on fire as right. much as it was, right. but God had said, Hey, tackle this. And then it really caught on fire. So, I mean, it had just started creeping in. <laughs> so, Yeah. So yeah, critical race theory is an interesting um, thing to touch. I did have some people come up and ask me about that 
earlier this week. And it is interesting as we talk through it, um, just understanding that from all of us, we're not proponents of critical race theory. This has never been, I mean, like you, Joel, I didn't even know what it was until it started, you know, catching fire and I had to go do the research and listen to everything. But um, I think there's one one person in particular, one sermon in particular that I found very helpful um, for those who are wrestling with the biblical approach to this work is um, Dr. Tony Evans. And I'll put that in the podcast notes um, just his sermon on critical race theory, I thought was extremely beneficial. Mm. So, yeah. So any other wrestlings that are going on right now is, as we begin the new school year, as things are happening. Um, one of my questions for y'all is, so as us adults are wrestling with these words, our students are, um, are wrestling, but not really wrestling with the words, right? They're kind of wondering what in the world's going on? Why can't I use this terminology? Um, and so that was a question I had for y'all is, um, what are you doing with training your students on what words mean and how it plays out as they use them? Yeah, well, I'll go ahead and, and say being at a new school now, you know, the the first thing you don't want to do is come in and then set an agenda. Um, for me, it's just unique as opposed to, say, David, who's been at his school for a while is I have to come in and establish relationships first. I have to know what the culture is saying, how it moves, what does it believe, you know, outside of the mission and vision of the school. Right. Um, so for me, I've, I've been sitting back since school year started and just seeing how we move as a community. Mm-hmm. I haven't even breached any of the terminology at this point. Yeah. And I guess I should, I should preface this. We had a, um, with our adult symposium, we had a student symposium also our first year doing that. It was so fun because the students planned everything, um, along with the adults, uh, according to their schedule, but they used the term anti-racist hmm. and, and they kind of got hit back on that and saying that was a Marxist term. And so I had to then go in and talk to them about anti-racist and they were like, Miss Brady, we just understood it meant not racist, like it's against being racist. And it was just interesting how they didn't understand the adults that were really hitting on it. So I thought that was very interesting. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, it's funny you say that because um, this past school year, I had the opportunity to jump back in the classroom and just teach one section of junior level Bible. And um, we had a lot of really good discussions. And one of the things that the students really tended to lament about is, and, and I'm quoting them and paraphrasing them and saying this, they just said, our parents tend to make everything so political, mm-hmm. you know, and they were just kind of speaking to the fact that some of these things, you know, they want to get involved. They want to address it. They want to pursue unity and they're looking for people to show them how to do it. But their impression a lot of times is that the adults in their lives are not showing them the way to do it or the way to go about it, I should say, and that everything's becoming political. So, so I, I do think there's some wisdom in what they're saying, and we we should definitely learn from what they're saying in in that case. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Go on, Jenny. Oh, no, sorry. I just, I remember I had a student and um, she graduated about three years ago and um, she told me she wanted to get in this work. And she said, what advice do you have? And I said, here, here's the one thing I want to tell you. Don't it, get into this work. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love what we do. Right. Oh. It isn't easy, but I do love it. And I said, you will never be enough for this side and you will never be enough for this side. You will always be straddling the middle and everybody on one side will not be happy 
happy with you at all times. I think that's the interesting piece is that we do tend to be the ones who are kind of in the middle and everybody wants to know, well, what side do you line up with and what side do you line up with? And so um, for me, it's even that political side, right? When the students walk in my office and go, well, who'd you vote for? And I always tell them, you will never know who I voted for. We can talk the issues. We can talk about the topics, but you'll never know because you will judge me one way or another. And I will either line up for you on one side or another, but I'm just not going to go there. (laughs) No, and I think that's very wise, Jenny. And I think it's so true, especially for those that are in this work. As you're trying to to unify everyone through the body, you, you can't please everybody all at the same time. So, you know, really hitting that biblical middle is is really key for us as we go forward. You know, my experience, I've often seen um, parents come to the table with political talking points instead of biblical truths. Mm. And we just got to throw it out there. Um, We can talk, but politics, I'm just like you, Jenny, you, you don't know who I'm affiliated with. And if you were to ask me, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm affiliated with Christ. Whatever is true, that's what I'm for, period. Yeah. Um, but it's, it, it's, it's tough. We need to do a podcast about the do's and don'ts of this work. Hmm. Well, that's not a bad one. (laughs) So, but it is interesting. Yeah, I get, I get invites from parents to be part of the Democrat party platforms and I get invites from parents who can invite me to the Republican party platforms. It's quite an interesting scenario. So, but I think that is important, right? That that we are walking the middle because we're looking at unity. And that's one of the reasons that I was really excited to sign up with my new school is because their strategic plan for this work was called the Kingdom Unity Initiative. And I think it just spoke to what Paul's says so often in the New Testament is is about that unity of the body of Christ. Why? So that the world will see us and see Jesus through us and see that there's something different about it. How can you have a diverse community that's unified for one purpose? And I think that's the beauty of all this. So any any other words on, well, any other words, but any other thoughts on on terminology? And Yeah, I'll go back and actually just kind of piggyback on your advice to this, this young, this young woman wanting to get into the work. I think the second thing for that would be to, um, I would advise her to, for lack of a better term, control the narrative. But Mm -hmm. I think what I mean by that is as you go into a, a school, an organization, it's important to, to have a shared language. Yeah. You know, as a coach, I really believe that, you know, language is part of your culture. And so there are certain things that we say within our program that, you know, we can say it and everyone should know or knows exactly what that means. And I think the same should be true just for our schools and especially for this work. Um, You know, we have to know what is, when we say diversity at this school, what does that mean? When you say diversity at your school, what does that mean? Because they could be totally different based on just the, the demographics of your school, where you're located, the subculture, all those different things. And so I think it's important to create that shared language and and clearly define those terms for your specific context. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that begin that also can help to alleviate some of the confusion um, that people may have. And then at that point, when it's been defined and it's out there for consumption, then people just have to have they have to make the decision whether to accept it and move forward with you or to oppose it and say that you're meaning other things. Yeah, exactly. 
So have how have y'all done that? I know in the past I've led faculty trainings where we have looked at terminology. What else, have y'all done anything different than that? Well, I'll tell you, um, coming to this new school, they already defined the terms last school year. Awesome. Which, which was brilliant. They were able to get faculty and staff to come together. And to your point, David, um, you had people with different different thoughts mm-hmm. um, in words for certain words like diversity, you know, approval, equality, equity. And they were able to come together as a group and say, hey, what do we mean when we say this? And what do we mean when we say that? And there was a collective clarity and a collective buy-in to where once they left that meeting, everyone agreed to those terms. Mm-hmm. So now as they go out into the community, they can say these terms and, and help maybe redirect or correct those who may be thinking it's something else. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think for me, in my experience, you know, we, you know, I think we kind of had a shared understanding to a certain degree uh, of, of what they meant. But this past year, towards the end of the year, really kind of went back in and, and came up with a concise definition for the terms that we, we tend to use the most, which are diversity, equity and inclusion. And so we, we came up with those definitions um, and then we just put them in front of the, the faculty and staff as well. Uh, just so they can have an understanding, they can uh, they could have those talking points to at least be able to address and define a term, and then redirect an individual with questions to to me or wherever else they need to go. Yeah, and I know that before any training I do, I always readdress. Hey, in this training, we're going to use this terminology, and this is what it means. Yeah. And so it's a consistent thing that's always being said. And then with all those community values that we do before our training, right? We also list in those community values that you'll ask for those literacy moments if you don't understand what someone is trying to say. That you will assume positive intent, and you'll say, "Hey, can you explain what you mean by this?" And so those are all part of that training that we do. Yeah. And, and oddly enough, and it's funny that you say that with the positive intent. Oddly enough, you know, there's still going to be people that you could put that definition up there for them to see it while you're talking through it. And they're still going to be bothered by the word. And they'll say, oh, I agree with the, the description, but that word bothers me or that word triggers me, which brings me to another kind of frustration. I'd love to hear you all weigh in on this. I'm not fully convinced if we waved the magic wand and did away with those, like those words or whatever the words are on the list that everybody is worked up about. If we did away with those words, that everything would be okay. Yeah, well. <laughs> I think to your point, David, I, you're going to have some that regardless of how perfect it is, they're just going to disagree with it simply because I would say, uh, deep down, they don't want it. Mm-hmm. They don't want it. And so those are the people that we really have to really appeal to their heart on this work and say, hey, this is where we're going as a school. This is what we believe Christ is saying in scripture. And here's chapter and verse. And this is why we're going forward. And I think the more transparent we can be, the easier it will be for us to see those who don't support the work. Mm-hmm. Not at all. 
And I, and I think that that's for me, the hardest part is that from everyone that I've ever met in this work in Christian schools, that's a, that's a believer that is a brother and sister in Christ. None of us have ever meant what the secular world is saying about this stuff. Um, and, 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 and to assume we do just means to add judgment to your brother or sister in Christ. And I, I just, I worry about that state that we're in of, of assigning that judgment when, when it's not what we've, meant for all the years that we've been saying, I mean, I've been in this work for 17 years and it's never meant those words, those definitions. So that's just kind of my biggest concern is that we are brothers and sisters in Christ and let's be that light to the world. So that they question, Oh my goodness, why are they unified? Why do they have so much love amongst each other so that we can show them Jesus? Right. Right. Yeah. And I want to go, you know, I'm, I'm getting to the point and maybe it's my flesh of saying, listen, if I really believed in the CRT and all this other stuff, I'd go public school to where I'll see more diversity. Yeah. Right. I'll have the government policies backing this and I'll get paid more. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, you want to know my flesh in this? I have <laughs> asked this question. I'm like, OK, wait, hold still. If we get to the CRT part. I'm a white woman in this job. Like I'm taking the job from a person of color. So obviously I can't be a full CRT proponent if that, if I'm in the work. Right. <laughs> so, and it's sometimes it's frustrating that you have to, you get to that point to where you just have to put that out there to where it's like, Hey, I'm on your team. I want the same things you want. Right. I want a place for my kids to come. Yes. Right? To, to know they are loved, they are seen, they belong, right? That's what I want too. And yeah, it can get frustrating. We want to prepare kids, right? For the world they're going to go in so that they can make that impact for Christ into all the world, wherever God calls them. But our world is extremely diverse. And so we want to train them on how do you take captive those vain philosophies and how do you filter through it? And what does God ask of us in this work? You know, a lot of the work seems to be focused on race. And when you look at the history of our country, you understand that. But that we all three of us have never even said that that's all we're working on. It's not just about race. So we've talked about it, right? It has to do with ability. It has to do with economic status. I mean, it's so much broader than we even think it is. So, yeah. So anyway, so now we're recording at night. Now we got to go go to sleep for another day. And I'm like, oh, my blood's pumping. I want to have more discussion. So does anyone have anything else to add? Well, you could always do a part two. We could always do a part two. <laughs> We can do a part two. Yeah. We hope you'll join in and listen. And that, you know what, if you want to reach out to us, I'll include an email address in the, um, in the podcast notes. Also, if there's topics that you want to listen to, if you want us to address, or if you have questions or you want to push back on what we've said, because that's what we want is we want that healthy discussion and that ability for all of us to do this work together. Yeah. And I, I do want to say this because, you know, at the end there, we kind of all, voice some frustration. Um, but I don't want what Joel said to get lost when he said we want the same things. Mm-hmm. There, there, there's still that hope, um, that hope in what God is doing in his church, capital C, and what I believe God is doing in Christians and in Christian education specifically. I don't know exactly what that's going to be, but I really do believe, and it's just my opinion, I really do believe that maybe some of these things are happening because 
it's time to reimagine what Christian education looks like. And I want to be very careful because that, that's another podcast, but I, I just, I'm, I'm really, you know, I, I feel that frustration that, that Joel you feel and, and Jenny you feel as well. And, but it's also balanced out with a, with a degree of hope as well, as far as, you know, God's taken us somewhere yeah. and maybe this is to, prepare us for where he's taking us. And if that's the case and we got to endure some nonsense, then, you know, so be it because where we're headed is going to be amazing. Yeah. Thank you, Pastor David. Bring it in for us. <laughs> no, but lastly, if you are in this work and you need um, support that, you know, we're around, we want to support you. We've been in it, the work for well over 20 years collectively. So um, please, please feel free to reach out. We're here to support. We're here to help. We also coach. We also um, train. We do a lot of different things, whatever we can do to help you. So um, I guess I'll sign off for the night and we'll wait till next podcast to see what we begin discussing again. Sound good? Friends, it was great. Yeah, enjoyed it. We need to do more. For sure. Always good. So thank y'all for listening in. Again, look at the podcast notes for attachment to Tony Evans' sermon and then anything else that we've attached in there. So look forward to having you back. Thank you for listening to Grace 360. As always, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are for educational purposes and are not intended to be divisive or inflammatory in nature. We hope you listened and learned as much as we have in the process of producing the show and pray you'll join us for our next episode. You can find us on social media. We would love to have you as part of our discussion with your thoughts and questions. Once again, thank you for listening to Grace 360.